cliffcentral.com. Let's get to Anthea and see what's going on with the markets. Uh, Anthea, how are you this morning? No coughs? Good morning, Gareth. A little bit of a cough, but I don't think an unusual one. You know, just sometimes you cough, sometimes you sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Just I, what it is. Are you guys totally working from remote locations now? Yes, uh, since last Monday already. And we have our first confirmed coronavirus case in the office. Okay. So he was confirmed yesterday. He went for the test on Friday. He was in Cape Town last weekend um, and then popped into the office on Monday just to get his computer. So hopefully it hasn't been, he hasn't spread anything, but we'll see. And what happens to him? Does he go home? Oh, he was home since last Monday. Um, Yeah. And he's just at home now, I guess, stuck at home. But they didn't feel trying to get better. Oh, no, he's not in hospital, if that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By quarantine, they just sent him home. So he's obviously young and uh, and fit and healthy. Yes, uh, young, fit, very healthy. Um, and he said he was just he was a bit tired and then a bit fluey, and he seems to be fine. Like you know, he has, he, they're not having to intubate him or put him on a an oxygen machine or anything. So it's right. fine. All right. So tell us what's happening. The markets are still in turmoil. This week has been marked by some indiscriminate selling. Not surprising, but what have we got in terms of detail there? Yeah, so the selling is, when you say indiscriminate, it's across the board. They don't care whether it's a good company or it's a bad company. And I think what's happening is that as the market falls, those who have leveraged portfolios, in other words, they've taken out debt or they've got CFDs which have leverage in them, they get margin calls. And as their margin calls come through, they're having to put more and more cash on the table to meet it. And so they're selling down their normal portfolio to fill these margin calls. And I think then the other thing, which is a bit crazy, like doesn't really make sense to me, is that people are moving out of equities and into maybe bonds or into cash. And so all the equity managers are being forced to sell down their shares. So whether, you, as I say, they, they, they can't always sell, you know, only the companies that have made a profit or only the companies that have made a loss. They have to sell a, percent, a small percentage of every single position. And so you're just seeing the market plummeting. I mean, so despite the 6% bounce on Friday, the all share index was still down another 9% for the week. And last week, what was interesting was that most of it was local flow, very little foreigners involved at the moment. Um, and actually, we were still one of the best performing emerging market emerging markets like the rand was terribly weak um last week but the ruble the peso the real they were all worse than us so it's you know it's not it's not south africa specific or company specific it's just fear okay well i'm i'm pleased to hear that about the rand but i don't think it's because we're doing anything right it's just because everything is crazy um and I that's exactly People are selling off their highest risk assets, I suppose. Indeed, and emerging markets are considered, if you're a global investor, are considered um, high risk compared to developed markets. And some of the trading we saw last week, banks are now trading at 2008 levels. That is completely bizarre in my head because it's not like the banks are sitting with subprime debt on their balance sheets like they did in 2008. Um, so to the point where Capitec, which is down 50% in the last month, had to make a special announcement to investors, you know, saying, it's okay, we're just reminding you that our loan to value, um, our loans relative to deposits is so tiny, our um, reserves are good, 
we're okay, don't panic. I mean, I, we, we honestly thought there might be a run on Capitec Bank last week because the share was falling, as if South African consumers were completely going to just disappear off the face of the earth. It's really bizarre. And then on the property sector, we've got shares trading with yields over 40%. Now, this is an interesting one because property shares, listed property companies, are called often called REITs, um, Real Estate Investment Trusts, uh-huh. and they have special tax dispensations. If they pay out 75% of earnings, they, they don't, you know, they get special tax allowance because basically they're paying the cash out to you and I, the investor. Mm-hmm. And when I say a 40% yield, I'm assuming that they're going to pay out this cash because by law they're, they're forced to. But we had a look into it last week and actually some of them cannot pay out dividends. So maybe this 40% yield, dividend yield, is kind of an arbitrary number because some of these companies could actually say, you know what, we don't want our REIT status anymore. We're just not going to pay out dividend. Or they're going to say things are so bad that actually we need the cash to bolster the company to keep paying wages and whatever else they need to. I suppose um, there has to be quite a lot of understanding across the board. I mean, we heard about Standard Bank and Bulelo just referred to them now. Um, giving a, a bit of a payment holiday, among other things, to student loans. Um, there's going to have to be some understanding, um, a little bit of leeway, a, a bit of a flexibility offered to not just consumers, but investors, shareholders, um, to the, the management of, of these, these. This is unprecedented, Anthea, and a lot of it, as you just indicated, from what's happening with, with equities and with the the. <laughs> the the price of shares in companies like Capitec, a lot of it is just pure sentiment, which means it's part of the panic. Yeah, sentiment and the need for cash. So I, I've had a couple of questions by email saying, should I be withdrawing out of my funds now? And, and you're just like, this is the absolute worst time to yeah. be withdrawing, to be sitting on cash, because at some stage it's going to get better. So unless you absolutely need the cash desperately to go and buy groceries and to pay rent, then no, I would say hold on, just stay in the market, see this ride through. I mean, you are going to need a bit of tenacity. You're going to need some, you you know, fortitude is the word I think I'm looking for Mm. to to get through this because it looks horrible when you look at it on paper. But yes, you need to. And you're right. It may be worth reiterating to people who are thinking of selling out of of shares and stocks and, and investments is that if you sell out, that's when you realize your loss. If you keep those shares and they do end up going up, you don't make a loss. You know, it Indeed. sounds so simple, but, but people panic when they see the price of something going down. They go, oh, my value's dropping, my value's dropping. And then they sell at the bottom, and that's where you have, you've actually made the loss is when you sell. That's right. So that really is the definition of panic selling. And then capitulation is that the next person sees that you're selling and then they sell and then somebody else sees that they're selling and, and it just, and so it goes. I mean, so I must, I must commend Standard Bank for implementing the measures for students and businesses, you know, the repayment holiday. That was great. Um, and then, but also on Thursday, the Reserve Bank cut interest rates by, by 100 basis points to the repo rate is now 5.25%, which thank goodness. I mean, they, I, I think the Reserve Bank did fantastically well to cut by 1%. We were looking, well, the market, not us, We, the market was looking for half a percent. And I think the market would have been happy with half a percent, to be honest, because like the Fed and like the Bank of England, any other 
rate cut more than is expected actually does nothing to stabilize the market. I think what it does is provide a little buffer, you know, a little kind of for the consumer um, and for banks, actually. But in reality, the market, just this panic selling in the market doesn't stop at all. Anthea, that's an interesting observation. I'm, I'm curious also about how the other banks might follow the lead of, of Standard Bank in this case. And, and maybe there are, there are things like the oil price that are also going to come into how people will, will factor surviving through this period. Have you spoken to some CEOs? Have you looked at some reports? Have you spoken to some of the people around your office and got any idea of whether people have got strategies in place to deal with things like this? So, so the companies are not talking at the moment, as you can imagine, because they're also all trying to figure out their strategies. As far as the other banks are concerned, I think they will definitely follow Standard Bank's lead. Um, it, it absolutely makes sense. And in fact, in the UK, the regulator has asked all listed companies to stop reporting for the next two weeks because there's just even if you report a fantastic set of results, it doesn't matter. The, the markets are just falling. There's indiscriminate selling, panic selling, and so it's, it, it doesn't matter. Um, in a lower interest rate, because we've got a um, set differential between interest rates and the prime lending rates, between kind of the repo rate and prime lending rate, in a lower interest rate environment, the banks effectively should, in a normal environment, be making slightly more percentage-wise profits. Not more profits, percentage-wise, right? Um, so that doesn't help them if they're on the fixed cost side of things. Um, so, so this 100 basis points rate cut should be good for them. And I think going when markets normalize, the Reserve Bank will probably come back and say, right, okay, well, oil is now at cheapest. Can you believe below $25 a barrel? I literally can still remember the day it hit $100 a barrel. It's like sure. when the Twin Towers fell, where were you? I remember when oil hit $100 a barrel. Yeah. And um, – so, so, so companies, I, I think, are looking for contingency plans, but it's hard because you don't, you, you don't know how long this is going to last. You've already seen generally, unless I, I'm guessing, and, and because companies are not reporting to us at the moment, I'm guessing retailers, food retailers, have seen a nice consistent um, revenue. But everybody else, there's absolutely nothing going on. And, and so to calculate or to quantify the impact of an empty shopping mall is very hard to do. Well, we're waiting for the president's announcement. There may be more that, uh, that puts pressure on the economy to come. Um, just before we get into any speculation around that, Sassel have uh, made an announcement. That's right. They they announced on sometime last week, Wednesday or Thursday, that they're preparing to do a rights issue and expecting to raise 99 billion rand by the end of the 2020-2021 financial year. So that's going to be big, you know, because as they issue more shares, it becomes dilutive for the holders. The shares, again, trading below 30 rand a share. I think last I checked, it was 27 rand, which is just <laughs> crazy. You know, I... I, for one, don't think that Sassel is going to fall in a heap. I, I think they're going to do asset sales or fire sales of the assets um, and, and get some money in to keep going. They're trying to sell off Lake Charles, some of Lake Charles in the U.S. at the moment. Whether or not they'll find a buyer will be interesting. Um, and, and it's going to be hard, but 
at 20, even with oil at $25 a barrel, I think 27 is a ridiculous price. I don't, I can only hope that it's not one of those shares that is going to go bust. The, the, there's another company that's struggling at the moment, and they were struggling before all of this hit, right? And that was MassMart. Yeah. And so last week, they finally closed 11 of their Dion Wired stores, like they said they were going to. I think they had 23 in total. Last week, they closed 11. Whether the other 12 are going to stay open is another story. But they also, on top of that, announced that they're closing mass mart, uh, sorry, mass cash stores, which is the discount cash and carry kind of style store. Um, so, so I think you'll see a lot of that happening as well. Um, one last thing, Tencent, because they are a company that a lot of South Africans have shares in through Nuspass, and they're a massive international company. They're also based in China. How are they looking? So they reported fourth quarter results last week sometime. Um, and obviously, it was pre-COVID-19. Um, it was pretty much in line. There were some disappointments in the earnings, nothing spectacularly unusual. Their revenue was up 25% for the quarter. Um, but the market the market didn't love it. So the share was down about 4.5% after they reported results. You know, this this is a company that does online gaming, um, online advertising. That So actually, they should be fine. And the results were, you know, they were kind of okay they were for, for 10 cents anyway. I mean, I know 25% increase in revenue is fantastic, really. Sure. But for 10 cents. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is what the next results will look out, which is in look like and that's impossible to know because it's the first quarter of 2021 that we really sorry 2020 that we that we really want to see how this will how the covid-19 virus will impact companies hmm. um so yeah so so gaming gaming revenues were strong they've got nice cost savings a bit of asset disposals yeah so it was decent but but even so in line with 10 cent coming off four and a half percent nicepass was down just under three and a half percent on the same at the on the same period, but uh, Nasdaq is an interesting one because it's now trading at a crazy like the widest discount I've ever seen a trade at, and I know they've already spun out process, but for me I think the next step for them is probably going to have to be to spun spin out this ten cent portion and kind of list it separately or do something with it um, to to narrow the discount and to release some value in the share price, not necessarily the company as such. All right, Anthea, thank you very much. Good luck for the week, and we'll talk again on Monday. Thanks, guys. Stay healthy. And you, Anthea Gardner, the money shot, and just an update on all the things that she can tell us about this morning that have to do with the craziness of the the markets at the moment, the current economy, the oil prices up a little bit, 4% or so of the the course of this morning. But we will keep an eye on all of this for you so that you don't get left out. And I do, I know that there are often people who send questions for Anthea and I'll pass those on to her as well. So just uh, send them to gareth at cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.